0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back, Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, myliesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. There is an auction for government computers, police evidence, general surplus, and more. Featuring bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, and more than just that, auction is open at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Mock drafts all over the place. All over the place. And I'm looking at stuff and nothing matches up. I've seen two mock drafters project two different quarterbacks in totally different situations. One has the Broncos trading up to four to take Jane Daniels. Two others have the Broncos taking Bo Nix at 12. Another one having the Broncos trading back with the Bengals to 19 and taking Bo Nix. Then you have other mock drafts saying the Broncos might take a cornerback, an edge rusher, a wide receiver. And if you're trying to, Put your meat hooks into something substantial. I don't think you can. No, it's all over the place,
2: and in in fact, I would probably put more stock to players later in the draft. That you know that although we don't care about that quite as much, but I mean, it it's such a crapshoot, and it's a crapshoot for every team other than the ones making the first two picks, right? I mean, so it,
1: it is easier. To do better in your office pool in an NCAA mm. tournament pool, office pool, yeah, than it is to even predict the opening round of the NFL draft. Yeah, it's
2: it's uh, it, it's tough.
1: And think about this for a second: When did the Broncos really start working on the draft in earnest? A little over a week ago. Yeah, according
2: to uh, Sean Payton at the Super Bowl, that they didn't have their first uh, big board organizational meeting until uh, a week from yesterday. By the way,
1: Back many, many years ago, I talked to a longtime NFL executive who has Super Bowl on his resume more than a few times, mm-hmm. and I asked him about mock drafts. and He said they're laughable. He goes, we don't even pay attention to them. There's no reason to. Now, when you get close to the draft – that's when even teams start reaching out to people and saying what are you hearing what are you hearing what are you hearing that's
2: because teams do mock drafts that's right that's why so i mean it it it's an intri- it's it's kind of um it's kind of a cottage weird cottage industry isn't it i mean it it's like all of a sudden the mock draft not all of a sudden it's been this way for a while but the proliferation of the mock draft i mean you you're right on target in your description you can't go anywhere without having a mock being thrown at you and you know something more times than not i'll take a little look just for the hell of it i'll take a little look because i've got my i've got some notions i mean we're around the football team a lot more than most people making these mock drafts we have a fairly should have a fairly good idea for need and what they might be thinking. But even with that little bit of insight, I don't put any stock into what I'm thinking at all relative to what the Broncos
1: will end up doing. Let's think about this from a very pragmatic point of view. Well, I don't put a ton of stock in the combine, ton of stock in it, three cone drills throwing to a wide receiver who isn't covered, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, you know, uh, doing the 40-yard dash or whatever it is without any pads on. Please. It's about medicals, right? And it is also about interviews with these players. Should be. I don't know where Michael Penix is on anybody's mock draft, but what if he comes back with a clean bill of health? That is just completely reshaped your mock draft. We haven't even hit free agency yet. So we have major factors going into how this draft will unfold. Yet people are putting things out there, what they believe is going to happen when they don't even have 50% of the data. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, we talk about this garbage because we are just as hooked in as everybody else. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, there is, there's always a little bit of intrigue anytime that you look at a mock draft. Someone has put the time and the effort in to come up with what they think is a reasonable expectation for an event that is still essentially two months away. And so many things are going to happen between now and then. The Combine, Pro Days all of these things are there's going to be a lot of water that flows under the bridge before these picks are made so but you are right as you get closer to april and as you get closer to the the, the day of the draft in detroit this year you will pay more attention to things because now you're you're getting to the nitty gritty you're getting you're getting into um decisions being made that Maybe you can pick up a little bit more information here and there. I you know, but this far out, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, we got we got the play by play voice in Minnesota claiming that Sean Payton is in love with JJ McCarthy. Where does that come from? It Sean Payton vis a vis George Payton? Hey, let's get let's get a trial balloon out there and see how people react oh, to it. Oh, there
1: honestly. I mean th- there are more trial balloons out there than at the Great American Hot Air Balloon Festival in New Mexico. Yeah, you're right. It it's it, it's it is and and
2: part of the subterfuge and the smoke and the mirrors of all of this is part of what makes it intriguing, too. It, it, yeah, the, no, there's never any full, any meaningful meat on the bone really to get from it. But it is pretty good fodder. It's fodder for conversation. It makes you think sometimes, not often, but it makes you think a little bit. It's interesting when you see a name that you hadn't really maybe thought of and try to figure out what the reasoning is for that pick. I'll, I'll tell you anyway. what, I'll
1: tell you what it is in some ways. Because at this time of the year, everybody who follows football is a, is a talent evaluator. I'm talking about fans. Mm -hmm. See, Daniel Jeremiah, he agrees with me. Told you. Mel Kuyper, he agrees with me. But I'll tell you what I find amusing. I don't mean this to be a knock. But it will sound like one. Absolutely, it will. What I, first of all, the guys in the know don't know. The guys in the know this early don't know. Even the day before the draft. They don't know unless we're talking about the first five picks. Maybe even that doesn't always necessarily go to plan because if a guy takes somebody really high that you didn't predict, it busts your bracket like you would say in the NCAA tournament. But what I find amusing is fans who put together mock drafts. I see it on Twitter all the time, but it's not just the first round. It's like the first five rounds. Yeah, it, it, And you're put, what you're doing is you're putting out your Christmas wish list. Yeah, You're not putting together anything that has any type of data or information. You're just putting out your wish list. And then, but here's my favorite part. Let's say your first round pick isn't correct. Second, third, fourth, fifth. But you just, you probably haven't even watched this guy play. And then you have John Smith, who's a tight end at Appalachian State, as your sixth round pick. He's a tight end. Told you. Yep. I told you all the way back in February that this guy was going to be taken in the sixth round by the Broncos. I am a genius. Hmm. No,
2: actually what you are is don't you have anything better to do with your life?
1: You're lucky. Come on. Anybody that has that much time? Yeah, but that's what fans do. Hmm. Fans. Fans get into that stuff. Yeah just just like the ncaA tournament mm-hmm. right you, you you're the expert analyst on this stuff told you it's kind of like in the ncaA office pool mm-hmm. during the what the opening 32 games you hit 28 of them and you're boasting to everybody any ear that is available you want to let them know that you hit 28 of the 32. Then the second Is this what you do? Because
2: I've done no. a lot of that and I don't know people who do that. People because people know wait, wait. that because you don't you don't win anything on the first weekend of the tournament no, in a it's, draft. It's, pool. it's not the point. It's I not, mean in, a, it's in not an the NCAA point,
1: pool. It's not the point of right. winning your office pool. It's the point of telling everybody how smart you think you are because you hit twenty eight of the thirty two. What you don't do though is you don't tell anybody that you only hit, I don't know, five of the sixteen in the next round. It's kind of like a gambler. A gambler will always tell you about when they won, no, but they'll never tell you, I got you beat about, on this about the bath they took. No, here's here's the here's the here's
2: <laughs> that guy. I got twenty-eight of thirty-two in one of my office pools. In, in my one, best bracket, that was my, in my best, best one. Bracket. Now I was how many did you now, do? Fifty-five. Now I was eighteen of thirty-two. In you know two or three of my other ones, you know, put one out there, and then live with it. Okay, I don't want to hear about how many times you picked Coastal Carolina right. to beat Virginia when, in five other pools that you put in, you had Virginia to win it. That doesn't count as some kind of soothsaying pick that you made. And by the way, when it comes to office pools for the NCAA tournament, I only want to know one thing. How many of the Sweet 16 and how many of the Elite Eight did you pick? Because that's where you win these things. That's it.
1: I'm going to refer to this person as that guy. Okay? Go. This is what that guy does he tells you how many picks he got right in his mock draft. Can't wait to tell you. If he doesn't do well, he's shutting up. That guy is the guy who talks about the NCAA tournament pool that way. Yes. But you know who else that guy is? That guy is the guy that can't tell you enough about how well his fantasy football team did that week, puts it all over social media, and then gets bludgeoned the following week, and it's radio silence. Coming up after the break, the Nuggets are on their 27-game final stretch. They are in position to slingshot to the top spot. Will they? We'll discuss next. Got a
0: pretty turned up to 11, dropping dead on the dance floor. Somebody better call a doctor. She's a little hard stopper. I'm talking break a break one night Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle presented by Silterhar Har Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce.
1: Welcome back. Morning drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today, there's an auction for government computers, police evidence, general surplus, and more featuring bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, computers, tools, and more. Auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, love telling you about Nola Jane Restaurant and Bar in Loda. I was just there for lunch on Saturday, and here's a great way to start a great Cajun cuisine dinner or lunch. You can start off with the jalapeno hush puppies, which are outstanding. Or you can get what I order every single time, which is the sausage gumbo in dirty rice. You like po boys? This is where you have to choose from. The debris, which is the classic. I order that all the time. But you can also get a shrimp po'boy, softshell crab po'boy, catfish po'boy, eggplant creole po'boy. And this is really unique. Gator sausage po'boy. That thing absolutely rocks. And if you want a great dessert, make sure you finish off your lunch or dinner with the chocolate chip bread pudding. Outstanding. Go find Nola Jane in Lodo. They are steps from Ball Arena. Go there before a game or a concert. Go there after a game or a concert. They are the best out there. Nola Jane in Lodo. Time now for the buzz. The buzz.
3: The Buzz is presented by Castle Rock Men's Health in Castle Rock and Aurora. See why Eric only trusts his health with Dr. Lee at Castle Rock Men's Health. 27
1: games to go right now. The Nuggets are sitting, I believe, two and a half games out of first place. They're currently slotted as the fourth seed. Do you see this team slingshotting to the front with 27 games to go?
2: You know, I don't know if I see that. I, I mean, um, they're fourth. In a four-team race right now. And by the way, you got to keep an eye on Phoenix and and probably New Orleans behind you, don't you? Uh A little bit. Yep. I mean, it's not like you want to hear footsteps or anything like that, but you better. I would just say that there's a lot more urgency to this stretch drive now than to the one a year ago where Michael Malone has already said he thought his
1: guys got a little bit bored. By the way, the Nuggets are 3 games out of first place. Yeah. They're 1 game behind the Clippers for third. Mm-hmm. They're a game and a half behind Oklahoma City for second, mm-hmm. and then Minnesota is on top of the list. Oklahoma City, by the way, has won the season series. Right. So, so they win that tiebreak.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Um so no, I'm not I don't think that it's just automatic that 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 they'll uh that they'll just pass these No, no, it's not it's not out.
1: automatic what i'm saying is you have confidence that this team can go on a run something like 20 wins and 7 losses yeah so yeah 20 wins and 7 losses that puts them at 56 wins
2: that puts them
1: at 56 wins
2: 56
1: wins I don't know if that gets it this year. I'm not suggesting it does. Yeah. I'm saying, can you envision? Yeah. That type of run,
2: but that probably puts them in the in the two hole, no worse than the three hole. you If you're if you're a three seed, then you get what? Uh, you get at least one. Home series, probably maybe another. At least in the West.
1: Well, if you look at their schedule, they finish with three of four on the road. Hmm. And the one game they have at home is against Minnesota. But they also have a nice stretch of home games (coughs) against Phoenix, Boston, Utah, and Toronto. That's a nice four-game stretch. Mm -hmm. When you look at their calendar again moving forward, they do not have a road trip that is more than two games in a row.
2: They've, they've gotten past that part of their schedule, and they open with a really nice back-to-back Washington at home. I mean, if you got to go play a back-to-back, Washington at home, Portland on the road. I, I, I'm trying to think of if you could
1: hand-pick. Here, let, let's, let's, look at, let's look at their opening six games, and maybe even seven if you want to. All right. Home against Washington should be a win. At Portland should be a win. At Golden State? That's a toss-up. Okay. I'm with you on that. Okay. Home against Sacramento? It, Sacramento's kicked their
2: ass so far. Okay. But you know what? At home? You know what? I, I, okay. I'll give them the win. I'll there. give
1: them the win. Then home against Miami. Win. Right. Then they go on the road to take on the Lakers. And we know who the daddy is in that relationship.
2: That's a pretty good chance to start with, what, five out of the first
1: six? Yep. You got one more for me? Yep. Then they're home against Phoenix. Then they're home against Boston. Then they're home against Utah. Oh,
2: then they, they get into that stretch. Then
1: they're home against Toronto. Yeah, a lot of home.
2: Yeah, so they've got a chance to, to, and I think it's going to take 20 or 21. They they can go eight and two in that stretch. mm mm-hmm. sure they, they sure can. But to finish where they want to be, I think they're going to have to go 21 and I, I think it's going to take 58 to be in the in the discussion of winning the west
1: and doe by the way they have three games left against minnesota two are at home mm-hmm. near the end of the season right
2: yeah they got a lot of minnesota here down which is great yeah that's great to, uh, had to to play them three times in the in the regular season, right before the playoffs. That's
1: good stuff. Which team worries you the most? Minnesota. Yeah. I,
2: I, just their matchups are are hard all the way around. And, uh, and yeah, you dispatched them a year ago four games to one. This is a diff- totally different gig. That, that's a Minnesota team now that uh, has had some success, some extended success. They have led the conference pretty much all year long. They don't show any signs of wavering. You've got pieces there. You've got size. You've got length. They defend. They have a scoring star. They've got good secondary scoring. There's not much to not like about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, the question with the Timberwolves and to, and to an even larger degree about Oklahoma City is, can they do it come postseason? Because they haven't done it. In the postseason. Oklahoma City wasn't even in the postseason. What
1: did we say about the Nuggets last year in the playoffs? They're big up front. They have a size advantage over a lot of teams. Yeah, Jokic, what, seven feet? Yeah. Michael Porter Jr., 6'10". And then Aaron Gordon, a thick, powerful 6'8". Right. Carl Anthony Towns, seven-footer. Can play close or away from the rim. Plays a lot. Rudy away, Go- away from them. Rudy Gobert, seven foot one. Mm-hmm. Nas Reed coming off the bench was not
2: available to them last year in the playoffs. Remember,
1: six foot nine. But then Jaden McDaniels, another guy that wasn't available to him last year. Okay, and he's a really good defensive player. Yep. He's six nine, but he's only one hundred and eighty five pounds. Right, but they have, but they have length. Yeah, they have length, and and that is a good matchup for them against the Nuggets.
2: No question about it. That to me, is easily the toughest matchup for for the Nuggets.
1: I mean, that's the one you want to see, don't you? Yes. And you look at Minnesota, and even though they got knocked out in the first round, they are more than ready to take that next step. I just hope that the Nuggets can meet them in the Western Conference Finals.
2: That would be high theater. Well, My, I don't know about basketball fans really, you know, flocking to it,
1: but I think it would be a... Tremendous series. You want a storyline? How about Tim Conley sure. bouncing back after getting just roasted for signing Rudy Gobert? Mm-hmm. Roster that people said, What the hell is this guy doing? So. Tim Conley knows what he... We know that he knows what he's doing. Well, except he shouldn't signed MPJ to that contract. Probably.
2: That would be the one thing that I would take exception. Maybe but, he signed MPJ
1: to that contract because he knew he was going to go Minnesota to Minnesota. With an equity deal he with was, the Timberwolves? He was trying to screw the Nuggets wow. knowing he was going to leave. Now, that
2: would be foresight.
1: Here's this contract as I get ready to walk out the door. Mm. Right? What? Anyway, then you have Monte Morris, who's on that roster, right? Yep. I'm sure he would love to stick it to the Nuggets a little bit, even though he's incredibly well liked.
2: You know, yeah, I don't care about sticking it to him because you get to the playoffs and it's just it—it's it, game on. I, you know, I, do do you really need an extra something in your back pocket? Yeah, to, you well, do.
1: You nothing well, really. Oh, look at the Nuggets last year. Everybody's against us. No one's giving us any credit. Uh I mean, that absolutely fueled their title run, didn't it?
2: Mm.
1: No one respects Jokic. No one respects us. We're I think a, we're what fueled their
2: playoff run is they are just a better
1: team. They were, but the disrespect card
2: it was, was yep, thrown it all was over the there. place. Yes, it
1: was. And honestly, Minnesota can play that card. Nobody believes in them. Nobody really believes in them yet. I'll look it up right now. Right now. The can we please um,
2: have some right now? Thinking some, music? some
1: thinking music, please. Sure. Okay, because I'm gonna look this up on my Fanduel app. Let's see how well respected. Let's see how well respected the uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are right now.
2: Well, two okay. weeks ago they were the third pick in the West and they were leading it.
1: Okay, so uh, let's go NBA Finals Conference Division Finals. Okay, uh, winner of the Western Conference, the Nuggets are the favorite. At plus 220, Clippers are second, mm-hmm. Minnesota is leading the West, and they have the fifth best odds, fifth. eight to one. Yeah. Who believes in them? Well, I, I put a little bit of money on those odds weeks ago. Yeah, Phoenix is ahead of them. Yep. That's an odd one to me. No, because they have Kevin Durant and they have Booker.
2: No, 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 no. It's an odd one that Minnesota would be the fifth favorite. Why? Why? Because I think that they have proven themselves to be a consistent, legitimate team with length, size, scoring, secondary scoring, defensive emphasis. It's what people consistent. Team. But
1: remember, odds. Well, right, not, I'm well, not yeah, it's you. all about that. It's about what the betters right. think. Sure. You're you're, you're going to bet on the favorites, right? Mm-hmm. That's why the Nuggets, who are currently the four seed, mm-hmm. are the favorites. The Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah. Right? Oklahoma City. And James Harden. And James Harden. Yeah. I mean Oklahoma City is third because they have Gilgis Alexander. Yep. Okay. That guy's an absolute star. So is Ant Man. But and you, Chet Holmgren ain't bad. Right. The Suns are sitting tied, by the way, with Minnesota at eight to one because they have Kevin Durant and they have Devin Booker. Yeah. I, I think Minnesota is falling where a lot of people think that they should be. Huh? They okay. they they like Ant Man. Yeah. They kind of like Carl Anthony Towns. But they play more of a team game, kind of like the Nuggets do. They are not superstar-oriented, despite having a superstar in Ant-Man, and you can make the case a very good secondary piece in Carl anthony No question. Coming up after the break, the uh, Rockies, pitchers and catchers, they are going full tilt right now. Come on, Rocks. So are the players as well. Yeah. but
2: They play an exhibition on Friday. Play in Arizona on Friday.
1: All right. Already. Right. Games that don't count. What does ESPN think of the Rockies' chances? Man, this is scathing. We'll share it with you next. (laughs)
2: Money is
0: hot and that old clock is moving slow And so am I Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle Presented by Har Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk Here's Eric and Bruce
1: Call it a day. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLiSports.com You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, there's an auction for government computers, police evidence, general surplus, and more featuring bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, computers, tools, and more auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending?
0: What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to RollerAuction.com slash MHS, and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions.
1: According to a lot of sports books, the Rockies, their over-under is 59 and a half. ESPN doesn't feel as good, if you can believe it, about the Rockies. They have their over-under at 57. They're projected to win 57 games. This is what was written. The 2024 outlook for the Rockies has already looked exceedingly grim. Then, just as spring training dawned, we learned that their closer, Daniel Bod, would be out for a few weeks because of a knee injury. Maybe the best thing for sports fans in Denver would be if the Rockies could somehow absorb the contract of Russell Wilson, who played two seasons in the Rockies organization. He might have some remaining upside in this sport, and it would give the Broncos some much-needed roster flexibility during the NFL offseason. Win-win, right? This would be allowed, right? Smarmy, yes. But if you had to write a paragraph on the outlook for the Rockies, because you do find this to be condescending. Oh, yes, I do. Okay. How would you write it? I would talk about their young pieces. And that's... Mean unproven, potential, guys who haven't done it? That is all fair. That is all fair. And look,
2: I don't think any of us think that they're going to you know what i'll take the over on 57 yeah I would take i'll, the ta- I'll take the too. over on 57. Yeah. I, I will <laughs> but but do but can they still are they still very capable of losing 100 games yeah right. absolutely so i'm not looking for playoff potential no, no, from no. the from the Colorado Rockies i'm looking
1: for are they one of the worst teams in the league or better yet, are they the yeah, worst no, no, no. or are they the worst team in the league? No,
2: they are one of the worst teams in the league. A's I think the Royals, at least they've got Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, they're one of the worst teams in the league. But that's more because of their pitching than anything else. So here so and and and, th- and that is everything, of course. You gotta pitch. So I'm gonna put that aside. Well you
1: can't put that aside. I'm,
2: I am going to put it aside okay. because I'm trying to make an argument for what you want to try to latch on to with this team. And the only thing that I can come away with for the goal for me this season is, is there a youthful foundation on which this team can build that is somewhat proven? In other words, is Ezekiel Tovar, can he develop into a near all... He was close. He, he was a pretty good player last year. Ezekiel Tovar was a strong rookie. Can he continue to develop? Can 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 Jones be a good consistent defensive left fielder? We know he's a good stick from the left hand side. Can he be a good defensive player? It said all he ever worked on this a lot this offseason was getting back on the ball at altitude because he misread so many balls, so many fly balls. Do you in Brenton Doyle have a guy that can hit 260 instead of 200? He's a gold glover. But these are all guys that, if if you get something from Sean Bouchard, Hunter Goodman, they're all players that are like 24 years old and younger. If you can emerge say you can go win 70 some games this year and you can emerge with at least a yeah okay these guys in the middle of the lineup aren't too bad and maybe you get something from chris bryant you continue to get something from Elias diaz i think nolan jones is a player i think he's i i think he is a player he's a player ezekiel tovar (sighs) ezekiel tovar is a player
1: i'm not you may not think so. I know I didn't I didn't say, I think I think he's bona fide. I I didn't say that he wasn't a player. I'm saying if a guy strikes out 166 times that's a problem and walks 25 mm-hmm. uh that's bad when your on-base percentage is 287 No, you're right. That's bad. Yeah. How his WAR is 2.5, I have no idea. Because well, part part of it is he's just so good defensively.
2: He's yeah. def- I, he is absolutely Top
1: flight defensive shortstop. This this is what I am really grasping here. But where do you want your team to be strong defensively? Right up the middle. Right. Tovar on one side, and then on the other side? Rogers. And then further up the middle, Brenton Doyle. That's where they're strong. And Elias Diaz. Yeah. Well.
2: I mean you know he's not bad. No, mean, no, 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 no. I mean, he he's probably he's decent, but defensively he's probably the weakest link right. in the in in your in your spine. Yeah. So oh yeah, that look, it's going to be by inches and, and it's going to be painstaking if they can't pitch. If they can't pitch, it changes everything. But there are some notable benchmarks for this team. They didn't hit with power last year. Nope. They've got some guys in the lineup. Tor has a little bit of power. Yeah. Nolan Jones certainly has power. Yeah. From the left-hand side. Played
1: 106 games and he hit 20 bombs.
2: Yeah. I think Sean Bouchard has power. I think Hunter Goodman has power. I mean, I think that you've got some guys that you can do some things with, but their pitching is still, I'm not going to say it's in shambles, They've tried to do the best that they can do with what they've got. And I've heaped a lot against on the Rockies the last few years, but they got a pitch. And and then yeah, we don't even know what they have. And, and and we don't know what they have. We just don't know what they have. I think that their I think their bullpen is better. I do think their bullpen
3: is better. Well, they're
1: gonna get work because they have starters, they're gonna go about five innings. But they have to be delivered leads to be good. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It?
3: The college football playoff committee will be going with the 5-plus-7 format for the new 12-team playoff, and this play-by-play broadcaster will be joining Jenny Kavnar as another voice for the A's network coverage. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive
1: Goodman Hurdle watches my life sports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today there is an auction. For government computers, police evidence, general surplus, including bicycles, workout equipment, golf clubs, computers, tools, and more, all you have to do is go online at RollerAuction.com. You can start your bidding. You can do it from your own couch. If you want to set a price, do it. Walk away from your computer. See if you get it. That's the way it works there. They're the best in the business of what they do. And if you want to learn about upcoming auctions, and we talk about their auctions all the time, but they even have more than what we talk about. Sign up, go to RollerAuction.com backslash MHS, and you can see all of the auctions they do weekly, and there are a ton of them. Time
0: now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine & Wicker. You need to see why Westward named it the best wicker store in Denver, five years running, or order online at ArgonautWicker.com.
3: All righty, guys, just in case you missed it, the College Football Playoff Board of Managers unanimously approved a model that will guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions inclusion in the expanded 12-team field this fall, along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. Uh, the vote had to be unanimous for the five plus seven five plus seven format to be approved. Um, are you in favor of this new model for the new 12-team playoff that's reducing spots for conference champions?
2: Uh, I mean, it's it's a start. I think that we'll probably go through a few years of figuring out how the, what
1: the best format is. Who's the fifth, by the way? Is it a combination of the highest-ranked team from the, for lack of a better phrase, not so powerful four? Conferences is that is that what it is?
3: I believe so. Yeah, yeah. It has like to be. Mountain
1: West and you know Sun Belt and whoever else.
3: Because
1: hmm. who's the fifth? It's not the Mountain West no, outright.
2: You're right. Yeah, sure.
1: So you take all the other teams from all the other conferences and whoever's the highest ranked, what gets in as a conference champion?
2: I guess that's probably right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think that they'll probably spend the first few years trying to figure out what the best way is. I think there's lots of different ways to do it. I'm fine having no experience with this at all, and since this is the first time that they're wading into something like this, why
1: not? Well, I can promise you one thing, and I guarantee this will happen. Someone's going to be bitching about being the 13th team. Yep. Always. And when you have that many teams... Seven at large, you have nothing to complain about. But you know what? The chirping will be a lot less loud than it is with four
2: teams. Because because there were times when that fifth team had a pretty
1: good argument, Georgia. You're going to have at least one. or You're going to have a lot of two-loss teams in this. And then you might have a three-loss team in this. And then you're going to have another three lost team that doesn't make it and they're going to claim well we should be there. You know what? It's like shut up. Yep, they, they, be quiet. they 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 expanded yeah. it. All you had to do was go undefeated. Yeah, that's true. I know that's not easy to do, but you would have guaranteed yourself a spot if you would have lost one maybe two games. I think those are arguments- the three lost yeah. teams that are going to have problems. With the
2: that. argument at 13 is probably is I don't I, I don't bother myself with that.
1: Don't care.
3: All right, just in case you missed it, NBC Sports California named Chris Carey, the son of Chip Carey, play-by-play announcer for its live game coverage of the A's, uh, joining behind Jenny Kavnar, who last week was named the primary play-by-play voice uh, for the A's network coverage. That is now four generations of Carries who have served as MLB broadcasters. How do you think two play-by-play voices in the same booth with color analyst Dallas Braden will work out for the A's?
1: It is as dumb as the day is long. But it's it- the A's. Here, I, I said this before and I tap danced around it. Now I'm going to say it. Jenny Kavnar was a publicity stunt. That's what she was. And it's unfortunate because she's good at what she does. She needs more experience. You know what this sounds like to me? An audition for Vegas. It's going to be Chip Carey's son versus Jenny Cavanaugh. Whoever is better is going to get the full-time job. Because if you haven't played the game, I'm not talking about Jenny I'm talking about Kerry. Mm -hmm. Neither of them have played Major League Baseball. You have two analysts and one play-by-play person. What is the other play-by-play person going to add that somebody on their couch can't add? It makes no sense. I think Jenny's going to do a little bit less than 100 games than Kerry will do the other games. Mm -hmm. It is my understanding. Jenny's not moving her family out there. No. So she probably doesn't want to do 162 games so she can be at home with her family. Works out and And okay. that, and, and I understand that completely. But what she is doing is she's opening up the door to carry to get bumped. But to have two play-by-play guys, gals, whatever you want to call it, it makes zero sense. We can say, oh, that's the A's. Right. I, I've never seen this where you have two play-by-play people. Mm-hmm. What are they going to bounce their knowledge off of each other? It's odd. I'm there to listen to the analyst, the person who played the game. Yes, the play-by-play person sets up the analyst. What is one play? Is Jenny going to set up Carrie, and Carrie's going to set up Jenny? How does that work?
2: I'm more interested in seeing. All- well, I'm interested as well in just seeing where the hell they end up. I think they're going to play in Sacramento. I, I, I mean, they're going to have to. This isn't. This is an open audition.
1: That's what this is. Because
2: Vegas is still, what, three years away? Yeah, 2028, I believe. three years away, three, four years away.
1: Doesn't it feel like an audition? Yes. Yes. Right. So what do you do when your former play-by-play person or color guy um, racial slurs? He gets fired. Team is terrible. You get 5,000 people a game, and the team is absolutely awful. Oh, I know. We'll hire a woman and then somebody who has a popular last name. That might get people to watch. That's what this is. It's it's there for everybody to see. Yeah. And for all I know, Chip Carey's son might be fantastic. And I hope Jenny is fantastic. But to have two play-by-play people in the booth stinks. Odd. Yes. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials on wine. Right now, wines from Chile and Portugal are 15% off. They always have great specials on every other thing as well. Go down to Colfax, check them out, or order online or order on their app, argonautliquor.com. That is going to do it for us. Outstanding job today, Brett and Alex. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can.